Episode 129 of the Morgan Official Corpse Feed Podcast, and I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face, and with me always is Mr. Nick Valdez. Tex, happy Halloween, man. How are you? Oh, man. Happy Halloween. We are recording this on Halloween Day, so, you know, the buddies at home might be listening to this afterwards. Hope you had a good spooky season. And uh, if you didn't get to catch it, just a quick little shout out. Uh, Please watch The Simpsons. They did a Treehouse of Horror, but they also did... A full like Stephen King's It episode called Not It, and it's it's a lot better than you would think, right? Yes. Like it's one hundred percent agree. Honestly, it's the funniest uh, Simpsons uh, episode I've seen in a long time, man. And yeah, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's good, man. It's one of the best Treehouse of Horrors I've seen in a long time too. Um, yes, they did a super faithful at, um, adaptation of the It story, and they obviously Simpsonized it right, and it's yeah. just great and hilarious. Just. All the way around. Agreed. Like, just funny story, uh, good changes to the characters, you know, like some surprise, like surprise kills. Like, there's there's one kill in there where I was like, yo, Jimbo gets killed. And I was like, yo, that's actually brutal. I was very surprised by that. So, uh, but moving on into our actual Halloween special itself, we got some big comic book news we got to break down before we actually get into our the horror. All the spooky stuff, stuff right? Yes. A so, lack you know, sometimes, but yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, so we can't we can't move on until we address the DCU, which is officially now the DCU and now no longer the DCEU. It's officially the DC Universe. AKA lead- James Gunn's universe now, yes, right? Yes, <laughs> leading the charge is James Gunn and Peter Safra, who have worked together on, like, a few things. Uh, Safra, who's done, um, I forget, he's been involved in, like, Aquaman or some other things. But, so, point is, now, now we have a whole James Gunn-led DCU, whatever this could mean. Yes. But, one of the big big sticking points already is that Henry Cavill, yes. who we, we mentioned in our Black Adam review, please go listen to that. Henry Cavill is officially back as Superman. There are yes, already... <laughs> he's already teasing that some stuff is in the works. He he quit. He quit the, <laughs> the yes. Witcher show that he was doing on did Netflix. You see his, did you see his replacement? Oh, the, yeah, it's the like ladies Liam are going to be super Hensworth. disappointed. Um, yeah, like <laughs> Liam Hesworth, like, yo, R.I.P. the Witcher, you know, good for Cavill for like, he, he did his thing. He did. It was so funny when he started that show. He was like, I'm committing to seven seasons of this and all that. But <laughs> as soon as Superman came back, he was like, I'm good, guys. You have it's a good Superman. one. Superman. Yeah. It is like, Superman. Absolutely. I don't blame him. I'm so glad he made that decision yeah i don't blame him for taking the risk right like it's a big risk leaving a show that you're already in you know you're the main star you know you're you're doing all so so whatever you're doing with it right but like he, this is superman like you said like just for the i i bet he loves that being superman so much just the thought of like getting in the suit for black adam he's talked about that too <sighs> yes. how he chose like that he apparently chose the red and blue one to get into nice for like yeah so like he he's ready man and he's talking about how he wants like a, a superman full of like hope and you know the the same superman we all love right yeah so, they want like, to brighten his day up a little bit um in comparison to what snyder brought to the table and i think yes uh, uh the executive are all down for it and now that we have a showrunner right we have the uh, the evil the genius right yes, um, yes. Uh, uh for the whole thing and we know what james gunn can bring to the table and that's um right pretty much all this brightness and all this good stuff so i'm very excited about this whole thing i don't know who we have to thank for this but thank you right <laughs> so much yeah um, no i mean yeah I'm thank a, you so I'm much a little... seriously I'm a little concerned about the James Gunn of it all, you know, because we've we've talked about it. Like, we have we've talked, talked about, it about that, but he he has a very distinct tone that like it, it wears thin. And I hope I hope 
he has the oversight enough to allow this DCU to have like creator driven movies. Yes. You know, cause like apparently like um, Joker two isn't a part of this. Uh, Matt Reeves, whatever he's doing with Batman isn't a part of this DCU. So like, but I hope even if it's within this single universe, right? This single story, I still hope that like he allows whatever directors or creators to do whatever they're going to do. Yes. You know? So yeah. that, that is my, my hope. I think I think he can. You know what I mean? Like, like he seems to be um, in terms of the ind- of the movie industry, like you know, for the people. You know, like like he has a lot of people behind him. He has a lot of support. Right. Uh, we saw that when he was ousted out of Marvel after the whole thing yeah. came up with Twitter and all that. And that's why stuff. he ended up with DC in the first yeah, place. Exactly. <laughs> um, and he had the utmost support from pretty much the entire cast of Guardians and mm-hmm. even like the bigwigs in Marvel. Like they were just like, hey, listen, sorry, we just kind of have to do this for optics reasons and all that stuff um you know because disney was the, the uh, you know the, the major umbrella they were working under so they had to you know to do certain mm-hmm. things but i'm pretty sure he, he's gonna he's gonna steal a lot of talent um i'm hoping that he is able to steal a lot of talent because i don't know who um he can bring to the table that marvel doesn't have at the moment that's where everything's gonna lie right text like what yeah so, is his first big step in this well, dcu right a superman a superman would do it you know, so like that that answers your question right there, right? Henry yeah, Cavill seems true. to be he he seems to be so excited and so moving in this direction that like it seems like whatever they're doing first is going to involve Superman. Right. It's it's like the it's like the thing we talked about at Black Adam. It's like you you don't bring him back as Superman to just like to just. Yeah, exactly. Leave us waiting for like five, six more years. Like, no, they're probably moving on this already. Otherwise, like otherwise, Cavill wouldn't have quit Witcher. He probably would have done like season four, you know, Mm -hmm. but no, they're. They're likely already moving forward. On yeah, they're this. going full yeah. force on this. Um, yeah, which is the way to go because as um, when Sozlov bought out um, uh, Warner Brothers and and all and DC and all that stuff, he 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 said off the bat, he's like, "There's a lot of properties that are, are get are gathering then, dust on the shelf." At the same time, you know? he was also he he also cut out Batgirl and like yeah, but, so that's the thing too is like, will James Gunn save Batgirl? Batgirl's already done. You know, like, will he, will they let Blue Beetle continue to exist? You know, so it, there's a lot of questions about this moving forward. So let's, let's move on to James Gunn's other, like, yeah. new property with Marvel. Yeah, uh, yeah. The Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. We got the first trailer for it. Yeah, that's fun. It, um, it's going to be a fun little thing, just cool. like Werewolf by Night, right? Yeah. Like a little hour long thing jokey it would Christmas be cool if they do thing. introduce uh, somebody else in the universe you know because werewolf by night obviously gave us all these new characters guardians right. we're dealing with a lot of characters we already know um i think it'll be good for like the kids at home just watching all the holiday stuff just to get introduced to these characters again um because it's been a while since uh, volume two came out right um, and yeah it's gonna it's gonna lay some groundwork for volume three whatever mm-hmm. uh guardians of the galaxy three it's coming out i think it's next year is maybe, it next year 2025 uh, i'm sorry <sighs> 2024, I think, right? I mean, it better not be 2024. <laughs> I think it's next year. So, you know, but if not, we'll see, right? Yeah. Like, it, if not, it introduces Kevin Bacon to the MCU. So, you know, as sure. as Kevin Bacon himself, you know. Sure, cool why man, not? This, yeah, right. <laughs> so, moving on with Marvel stuff, uh, we have Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Yes. Parts, we finally got a full trailer for it. Outside of Kang, like, Kang looks cool, man, but, like... It's another Ant-Man movie. So I'm yeah, just like, oh, it is another Ant-Man know. movie. I do agree. Um, <laughs> it does look cool, though. Like, the visuals look cool because they're all in that quantum zone. Everything is very much magnified in that zone. So you have a lot of cool-looking, honey, I shrunk the kids kind of stuff going on there. And Kang looks great. Yeah. Kang looks great. Yeah, uh, Majors looks awesome. Jonathan, yeah, Jonathan Majors, yeah. who uh, I don't know if we got – did we talk about Creed 3 here? I don't know if we did. I think we but, did talk about Creed 3. It looks great. Okay, yeah. So he, he's <laughs> he looking great. great. And like all his future projects. Good for him. You know? So yeah, right. Like yeah. good for him. He was like he w- he was in a few things before like Lovecraft Country, but like after Lovecraft Country, oh yeah, like he's, I'm he's glad blown out up. of that yeah. disaster. At least he got you know a, a lot of burn out of that because of that kind of yeah, show. So anyways, ab- absolutely. Um, like, but you did mention text. Yes, it is another Ant Man movie. Yeah, so I'm like, it's hard to be, it's hard to be super excited, right? Like, yeah, like, like you know. <laughs> I'm excited for Paul Rudd. I like Paul Rudd movies. You know what I mean? But this is like, right. you know, it's a Paul Rudd movie. <laughs> but, it's not really. But it's like, also, it's um, also MCU Paul Rudd. 
you know. Yeah. So it's like he's he's not like full Paul Rudd. Yeah. And at the he's not allowed this, to be full Paul Rudd in this uh, yeah, universe. Yeah. <laughs> and like and outside of Kang. I'm like, it, you know, people are like super excited for this, right? And I, I get it because you're like, you're seeing Kang, but at the same time, I'm watching this trailer, which they put out probably because it'll be with Black Panther too. Yeah. But like, out of those two movies that I just mentioned, I'm looking, I'm super hyped for Wakanda Forever, right? Like, compare yeah. the trailers, just compare yeah, the first no, trailers absolutely. alone, right? Um, but yeah. I guess it's more along the lines of what is this one gonna start off with, you know? Cause right, because this it's is the beginning phase of, what, five. of phase five, right? So yeah, um, so. I am hoping that Kang is a big, big part of this movie and not just like in the last third of it. You know, like I don't need them exploring the quantum zone for like an hour and then running to yeah, Kang in the last the 20 too, minutes. Right? You know what I mean? I hope like, yeah, it's a quantum realm movie. Yeah. I hope it's not like a quantum realm movie if you get my drift. You know yeah, what I mean? exactly. Like, the CG, we, we've talked about CG here in the Marvel stuff and like, We've given a, a lot of passes in some areas, right? Because it's just like, yeah, it's the same studio working for all these movies, right? Yeah, it's the exactly. same virtual, like, but at the same time, you know, you, we still have to sit through it. And, like, the Quantum Realm's looking a little funky right now. You know, it's looking a little empty. It's looking like, <laughs> remember that scene in, in Multiverse of Madness or, like, the Illuminati and, like, Doctor Strange? And, yes. Like, the, the, that's what <laughs> it looks empty like. Very set-like, right? Yes. I'm yes. telling you, like, it reminds me of Honey, I Shrimp the Kid. Do you know when you go to Disney World back <laughs> in the day and they actually had that attraction, right? Like, you would right. walk around, you know, the fake big mushrooms and shit like that. So I got vibes like that. Um, but I do understand the concern. I'm excited because... Because it's it's gonna pop off this new phase, and that's what right. I'm really excited about. It's to see what we got next and um, in store for us in this you MCU. Know, you that's know I mean? exactly um, the movie. The movie itself I, doesn't yeah. look so great, but what it what it will mean? Yes, is exactly yeah. exactly. It's gonna um, it, it's the beginning of the event, right? It's the start yes. of 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 the phase. So I am and hoping. It is, it, oh, sorry, no. It is funny that Kang is just in the quantum realm. You know, messing up stuff and like yeah. doing what he's doing. Yeah. Who knows so, how long he's been doing stuff, you know, right? So like, yeah. yeah, because he's gonna get help probably from Pym in some sort to get out of that realm and kind of you know expand his business. Yeah. yeah. So well, yeah, you yeah. know what? Okay, you got me just back around to it, Arturo. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he decided for the fact that, like, hey, listen, we're one step closer or one movie closer to um, seeing all these awesome characters that we've been introduced to lately, right? The She-Hulks, uh, the Hawkeyes of it all, right? You're um, right all you're in right. the same kind of picture. So it's just another step to kind of, like, get all these great characters that were just introduced in the same page. Um, but we've said it before, right? It's a big veggie buffet over here with MCU. Now I think... Now that uh, Wakanda is um, yeah, we get we gotta start the entrees, right? Yes, like exactly. Get- <laughs> so it's the end of the veggie salad bar, right? And you yeah. get a little reprieve with Wakanda, and they give you a nice little what, like uh, a palate cleanser, right? Uh, I'll give you like a, a scone, a couple biscuits, a little cappuccino, right, before you get right. into the entree to wash that palate to get ready for the big guns now, because now the movies are coming up, right? Right. Um, and yeah. as we said before, if you guys go back to the to the big the multiverse saga episode we had right we talk about how all these movies are going to be filled in between with you know shows and that's just the way we're going to have to get used to things and again yeah like they're doing there's a report that they're doing a vision series which is like uh, so like i'm not interested in that again at all. like yeah. it's the same thing i said if it's going to we're contribute just gonna to have the big to watch picture, it right yeah. you know like <laughs> if it does mean something and if it does mean bringing back wanda into the fold somehow because of it then we're talking you know what i mean because she's still out there right yeah because as of right now right it's a vision that we don't know you know it's this white vision yeah. who's like more robotic again like he's robotic again so it's like yeah oh, why do why why should we care but there we go maybe it'll tell us why we should care yeah so, so you yeah. know uh just think about it like that it's um a new chapter in this phase that will kind of g- get us going so that's the only way I look at it and chuck through all these Marvel things, honestly. So, anyways, so, you know, yeah, let's let's get into it. Our yeah, show. dude. Let's anyways, um, uh, again, folks, um, as we record this, it is Halloween. Happy Halloween and happy spooky season to all you guys and gals out there and ghouls and yeah. Ghosts. Unfortunately, though, um, I, unfortunately, I wanted to give you some. 
I wanted yes. to give you some time, Arturo, because there's something that you've been talking yes. about that, like, uh, you know, it's been a little disappointing this season in terms yeah. of, like, the yeah. big... We're going to get into the first one in terms of, like, the big movies, but, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, what's um, <laughs> the state absolutely. of horror, so, right? Like, before we get... Uh, <laughs> we have another triple feature for you guys. As you said, there's a lot of content this spooky season, and not all of it has been great. Um, right. uh, especially in the last um, year or so, just... Like, horror movies in theaters have not been great at all. Luckily, um, we have got, you know, streaming content that has actually upped the bar in terms of quality and storytelling. And that has filled, you know, the void. You know, we have Fresh from Hulu. We had The Watcher on Shudder. And movies like that. We had Sissy as well on Shudder. Movies like that really kind of were like, okay, horror still okay. You know what I mean? But, like, these big ones, particular um, uh, yeah, the big Halloween that week where, yeah, release, the, right? The, the, big, the big Halloween release, right? Which was Pray for the Devil. Man, yeah, I mean, Pax, this falls in line exactly with the big disappointing, you know, conversation <sighs> we're having. Yeah, man, like, what a shitty movie, Tex. Yeah, like if <laughs> stay away. From I was it. gonna say, I was like, yeah, it's a total stay away from it. Spoiler free. Okay, now we're getting into spoilers, right? So, pray for the devil. Do not go see it. Don't even see it on VOD when it hits. Like, it's if it wasn't for the budget itself, I would say maybe it's just like it really should have just been like a Netflix movie or something, right? It, it would be movie, okay? Put it on TV. Okay, that's the quality you got there. And even then, too, yeah, it was flicks too. So. <laughs> yeah, like it was, it, it's it's a rough movie, man. So uh, full spoiler for Pray for the Devil. Yeah. You, you won't care at home. Don't go see it. If you haven't yeah. seen it yet, if you were thinking about seeing it for some whatever reason, don't. Like it's yeah. The, it's the, just, the devil wants nothing to do with this either. He's yeah, like, yo, listen, listen, leave my name out of this, please. Yeah, it, it's leave my name out your mouth. That's what he's saying. <laughs> it's got so many issues. It's so got a lot issues of issues, and from it, like from the bottom up too. It's like in the like it's, it's in the text. frame. Like it's it's everything. So and like. In all uh, facets. Just, <laughs> yeah, just it's like, like a, I said it like in my review. Like um I gave it a two and somebody asked me uh, like it was like, hey, why isn't it a zero? And I and I was like, you know what? It's not a zero because they had a couple of slight little ideas there, specifically when it came to the Vatican and the failed exorcisms, that if they expanded on that they would have had a somewhat watchable flick. Yeah, um, it, it's so funny. There's, there's, so they have this whole world of the Vatican and the Exorcists, which is like you said. I give, I also give it credit for the idea, right? Yeah. But then they're so focused on the main character and the fact that she's a girl, and it's like there are no girls playing. What was it? There's no crying in baseball kind of quotes, right? Yeah. Where it's like, yeah. There's never been a lady ex, like a lady exorcist. In it's a always seven. been a priest, uh, you know. Yeah, it's like, never been women. Just like uh, you know, like apparently, like nuns. Like, they're only here to support and yeah. heal. Which like is they're like, just nurses yo, now or something. Yeah, like it, I got lost a little bit in terms of like what year we're in because it, it like the way they framed everything, it just seemed like everyone was getting possessed, <laughs> and then like we have all these priests out here teaching them how to exercise demons. Yeah, yeah I mean? like the way and, like the way like, it's, I'm lost. I'm like, are we at school? Ex- <laughs> you know? That's exactly it. That is exactly the setup <laughs> where it's like, yeah, now now exorcists are being taught around the world to you know, perform these things because of a rise in demon possession and all that and so he gets to the school and our main characters demon uh, arise arise yeah. it reminds me of that freaking <laughs> the aqua teenager force episode yes yes arise, so demon. like so her her whole thing is that her mother was possessed and like she's been scarred mentally and physically as a result but then like as she pursues like learning exorcism she like seeks into classes which is weird because she like makes a big deal like the whole thing is they're like oh well you can't be an exorcist because you're a lady and then and then she ends up getting taught exorcism which is like okay you know but the the examples they show her of exorcisms are all bad like failed attempts (laughs) yeah like every every single exorcism in this movie fails which is like give us one right show us some competency show us like show us how it's supposed to work in your universe there's so much of this movie that depends on you knowing about exorcism already which is fine that's not the worst thing, but also it's like if it's so ingrained in your movie that we teach these people how these things work, then.
then you got to teach your audience too. Like there's there's a whole scene where they're like in a like as a classic as a class assignment, they all go witness the like the exorcism of like a little girl they have locked up in their basement. Yes, they do. <laughs> yeah, and they fuck it up. Oh, excuse me. They they mess it up immediately. They it is immediate. Even no like, no no. Actually, like you're right. They fuck it up completely. Yeah. That's the only word possible because like you send these two priests in, which which by the way, like you don't know if they've ever been in that kind of situation before i don't think they have you know so the, like you're sending these newbies like, in with, with yeah. apparently this pretty strong demon in this girl yes right? and, yes. and then, like this demon has some kind of relationship with you know our protagonist right? right but it's never really fully explored which is another thing of this movie because they go back to that like oh it's the same demon that my mom had or something like that it's like that it, they imply that the same demon that her mother had is the one that kind of knows her and is is now attached to this other little girl. And then on top of that, like we just don't get any information. Like we just there's nothing. There's nothing there in terms of what happened with her in her youth. There's one scene that it just looks like she killed her mom, or but it, it doesn't. I think her mom just offed herself or something yeah, like that. Yeah, which we it, never it, get to. We never get we, to see. We, we don't. It see gets the confusing. Aftermath. And then she's yeah. and she's talking to freaking Virginia Madsen's character, this therapist, right? Which is again like confusing because I'm like, are you in a school? Like, are you an adult? Like, do you work? Yeah. Like, and what's going on too, here? Why are you like, talking to a therapist yeah, right now? Is is that therapist working for the church? Yes. You know, like the way. You want to debunk everything too, right? Yes. So, like the way it's set up, it like it's almost like she works with the church, but then at the same time, right? Like there's so the the Vatican's like this big organization, which is so funny because demon possession is so apparently like accepted as like a thing in this school that like they're like um, when there's like a scene in in like the room. Where I thought it, you remember Smile, so it's yeah. Smile when she attacks the dude, yeah, and it, it turns out to be like a hallucination. I thought that's the way this was going the to be. The old guy, like, right? Yeah. So when yeah. he's he's possessed, and she pushes him down, and I thought it was going to turn into, oh, why did you attack him? Yes, you, but then there's fucking done security th- footage of this whole thing going down legit, and then yeah, and, and they're like, and they're like, oh yeah, it was a possession. Yeah, you should, then, you should learn how to funnier. be an exorcist. Yeah, yeah what's even funnier <laughs> is when that cardinal bishop priest, like you know, the head of that school or whatever, right? He first goes like, um, uh. At one point, he tells her, oh, you put everybody in danger, and how can you do that? Remember when they go do that exorcism on that guy's yeah. sister, so this right? is after after they let her learn exorcism. Yes. They go and, they go and try – she, she goes and tries to do one. Yes. And then- <laughs> so when, when she goes like, you know what? I'll just go back to my duties thing, right? And they see this video, and they're like, oh, you know what? We have to let her kind of continue because it looks like there's insane. a connection here. You're like – just- it's oh, just man. so like <laughs> it's so weird because it's like they they mess up the exorcism constantly, and so when she goes and does one and fails, we're and then they punish her for it. We're like, what are you talking about? You all fail. Yeah, you, you all, all fail. have you all fail. And then first of all, the way she does it is like, oh, I know you're in there. Be, and there's oh, I'm no so glad like you brought that up. Text. There's no constant prayer. There's nothing no, like that. Nothing. Like, there's no. She's like. She legit is like the feeler of it all, right? She's going to yes. sit next to this possessed person and and be like, hey, um, I know you're in there. That's the whole gimmick behind you. Like, oh, we need her here because she is um, like very she empathetic. She is the one. And, yeah, know, she is the one. She's yeah. the one feeling for the actual person possessed instead of like the demon inside. She cares about the person and not the demon. I'm like – what is going on here? Like, yeah, you're like, cause... you're not even like trying to like get this demon out. Oh, by the way, that priest guys, man, try a little harder, bro. And then <laughs> that's the thing too. Like, there's no the problem with also relying on our knowledge, on our outside knowledge of this genre and this subgenre and horror is the fact that when you don't do those things, we automatically go, "Hey, what's going on?" You know, because there's no, you know, there's no prayer. Like, there's barely any prayer. Like, there's there's any barely any exorcism. holy water, right? There's no, whole, there's none of the traditional stuff that you would come to know from these things. Oh, and text, so, this is why they failed. Duh. Yeah, like, you figured it out. You figured it out, then, text. And then you get to like the <laughs> climax where she's like fighting. Like, it, it turns out that the little girl that's been possessed, who gets possessed, like, 
three times or something like that during the movie because they're like, oh, you... And it's so funny because it's like, oh, you failed and they brought her right back because she relapsed. And it's like, what? Yeah, because they sent her home at one point, right? (laughs) Yes. So this little girl turns out to be the daughter that, like, the main character who, like, gave her up as a kid, you know, because she... And it's... I don't know. I don't know where too. Like, like, yeah. all, like all of a sudden, like they, they want you to connect with this emotional piece because it, like, it's the daughter she gave away when she was fifteen. Which then again begs the question: How old is this woman right now? You know what I mean? Like, what yeah. year? Like, like because if she was fifteen, this girl is like ten or something. You know? Yeah. Um. So, and, um, uh, the like the problem with that too is that the the, the main protagonist sucks. Like, she, you know, she's not I, good at her job. I don't. I don't know if I fault the actress or the character itself. It's kind of like a mix of both. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a little like, bit of everything, honestly. Yeah, um, it's she, not good. Yeah, because she like she didn't seem like she was a part of like the the world. You know if that makes any sense? Like, no, one thousand percent. You know how many times she she walks into this like religious like location, like hair drenched and not in her like nunnery stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah. And like, and I'm like, hey, like, do you? Do you go here? You know, <laughs> you yeah. Know? It's and, like, are and, you? <laughs> you know what I mean, because everyone else seems very prim and proper and very religious and all this other stuff, and then you have her here. But it's like, hey, wait a minute. You sound like throughout the movie, though. She was like, oh, I'm glad the convent picked me up and all this stuff because I was lost and all. But like, you seem to want like. As you mentioned, Tex, that's a very good point. She just seems to not go with it, right? To go yeah, with – and like, she's actively this, this fighting against everything, which is like – it makes no sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, just, yeah. And then, you know, and then there are some deaths, I guess. Like they, there are some kills from, you know, uh, I okay. Guess. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but then it's like at that point, it's like why? You know, and I don't – I don't Again, know. The, the most the possessions themselves this movie, were terrible too. Yeah, dude, the most interesting part of this movie, like I said, were the 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 Vatican footage tapes, right? Like all the VHS type of stuff they found. And even then, um, even for then, all the like failed, like, like yeah, even then it was in, it was just a glimpse of something. Yeah. But um, that was the real story. Apparently, everyone because. The whole thing is if you leave this like medical religious location mm-hmm. and you're sent to the Vatican, that's when the Vatican tries to do their exorcisms on you and they usually fail, meaning the person dies. So they had this story where it's like, oh, shit. It's like, are these are these exorcisms fake? Be, um, um, are these people actually sick or something? Because now right. they, when they're being sent over here and they're dying. Like it was like there was actually something interesting there. But yeah, then they were like, you know what? They they called it terminal, which is like a, a cool like. I was like, okay, see, that's where the two comes in, right? Yes, like it's like exactly. this is where the it gets some points because yeah. it's like the terminal like possession case. Like mm-hmm. yeah, I like that idea of like they're too far gone to save, you know, and I. I think that's where the the points I like it end. Or I'm like, because because then you start thinking about it, and then like the whole thing is packaged with. So it, this is tough to say because it's like we, you know, especially after we reviewed She Hulk for doing a lot of the same things, but like it does it better. Like the whole uh, a woman in a new, you know, being the first woman in like a, a new frontier kind of thing, and that's inherent. That's of course that's a good thing. That's not bad, but it's. It's one thing to like do it, but it's another to like labor the point. Yeah, they, yeah, they glob they, it on real thick, like Bender yeah, does when it, he's, uh, yeah. you know, in the Olympics. But yeah, um, I, <laughs> yeah. like they, they, they really, really just like it's like we get it. Like you can see by just the obvious optics that she's the only one in this class. You don't yeah. have to just like continually say it and say it and say it. Yeah, like, we get it, it. That's the thing. Especially, it's, they say especially it constantly. As a smart audience, we understand that. Hey, like you know, it's weird to see you know a nun doing this. So that off the bat, we get is different. Yeah. But as you, know, as you, you mentioned, text. They just layer it on real thick yeah. on there, and you're you like, get, you get one, you get one or two at most, like to to really yeah. hammer home that when like the to line set she says about up. being yes. like the first female surgeon. That should have been it. Like, oh, so, but somebody had to be the first female surgeon. Boom, that's it. You know, we get it. Like that proves your point. You know, what I mean, that you wanted to be the first one to do it, but then it just kind of continues on doing it. And then there's this one priest that does uh, uh, like first. There's one priest that just 
doesn't like her and then there's that other priest that's just too endeared by her like i'm like hey you're a priest buddy what are you doing like stop looking at her like that you know yeah there was weird yeah it was very weird because again like if they expect us to believe that this is you know the natural now right and that we should know about this stuff we've seen a lot of very good exorcism movies throughout the years they're few and far between but Movies like The Exorcist itself, The Exorcism of, of Emily Rose Emily is another Rose. one. Um, yep. That's my favorite of the, of the whole genre. Uh, the um, one with uh, – what is the one with – they're already doing the autopsy on the body. Oh, and it, yeah, the autopsy of Jane Doe, right? Yes, yes. yes. That is another great like possession. Yes, devil and possession that has a movie. witch gimmick behind it, which you yes. know me, folks. Love me some witch gimmicks. Yes, but again, yes. We've seen the possession thing, not just in religious kind of stuff, but just possession in general. You can go back to conjuring and stuff. That was the first conjuring, which is absolutely excellent in terms of possession. Like it's been done before. And we as an audience already have that like, oh, this is what's kind of supposed to happen. Your job as a movie is supposed to break that fucking mold and give us something new. This is when they actually threw those. Oh, the terminal cases. And I'm like, that's different. Like, like it's so commonplace now, like in the world that they have these categories for them and these different stages and these are sent to the Vatican and like they had something there that I was surprised was written in because everything else was just so generic and 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 repeat. Yeah, it sucks too because the idea of a nun leading the charge for all this isn't bad. No, that's that's cool, man. I dig it. It's not a bad idea. It's just what they do with it. Mm-hmm. It's just poor execution. It's the fact that they labor the point so much that, like, she's different. She's she's the first. She can't do this. She blah, blah, blah. And it's like, because of all that, they fail to address all the other incompetency of, like, mm-hmm. every other single character in this movie. Yeah. And then, like, and then at the end, it's one of those things where it's like, she didn't even win in the first place. It's one of those doom endings where it's like, she thinks she won, but she's now she's being chased by the devil everywhere. So it's like, what was the at the you know end of it all? Right? It's the like, devil chasing the her she, because he wants his money back for this movie. Yeah, he's like, hey, you prayed for me. I'm here. What was this all about? You know, folks. Yeah. So listen. As we mentioned, we just mentioned three movies in the genre of possession itself that you guys should go out and watch. Yeah, go check out those instead. The yeah. Exorcist, The Exorcism of Emily Rose, and The Autopsy of Jane Doe. All right. Yes. So if you guys want to watch some really cool stuff like that, there's plenty of there. But please stay away from this movie. It's a waste of your time. You might as well go watch all the Exorcist sequels, which I guess, honestly, they're better than this movie. And, yeah. they, and those are garbage. It, yeah, um, this is bad. But yeah, it dude, bad. it's very bad. So, um, yeah. So unfortunately, moving on, right? Folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Moving on, folks, uh, to uh, next up in our uh, in our triple feature here is um, Netflix's and Michael Flanagan's Midnight club Text. so yes so stay away we, from it wait for it pay for it so we, we did we did sneak in an impressions in uh, a couple weeks back please go listen to that but now that uh before spoilers i would say at this point it's in that it's in that in between of like wait for it and stay away from it it's the you won't miss anything if you stay away yeah, yeah. but but yeah. also if you check it out that's not that bad either take your time with it it's that's my thing it's like if you check it out fine if you don't also fine it's that's where i'm sitting at with Brett. yeah what, and, how and, about you <laughs> and that's why I, I i agree um and that's why it's disappointing because in one aspect it has some like really well told stuff about like life and appreciating life and yeah. like Honestly, like HBO after school special type of stuff, to be honest with you, like, you know, you get home and you learn about like, you know, not bullying, being kind to others, you know, uh, like everyone is equal kind of stuff. Like you learn about homosexuality, you know, like, you know, the, the gay fight and all that stuff like that. And these after school specials, honestly, like. This show really just felt like that. It felt like you were watching a bunch of after school specials. I say stay away from it just clearly um, because it, it wasted 10 hours of my time. To be honest with you, um, I expected a lot more in terms of Flanagan. There yeah, was it's, it's a completely different kind of yeah. It's uh, completely like, different. Maybe I, maybe I wasn't the audience for it. You know what I mean? That, My wife tough. enjoyed it. You know, right. but like okay. she also felt that you know it it, it felt kind of flat. You know, because you spend all this time with these characters. 
Like, and honestly, like, all right. So, all right. And then, it, and then, it, yeah. And then it ends. So, yes, exactly. yeah. So I, yeah. I get what you, I get what you exactly. What exactly. You're and then, to. and so, then to top it off, spoilers ahead, folks, there's, there's a, a central story here about uh, right. this cult pretty much called the Paragon and, um, and how they use these, like, you know, this very cult, like, you know, like virtual stuff and these powers and this location to kind of you know, cure something. There's like, there's a story there. And that's the stories I was, I was interested in. They gave you little snippets of that story throughout the 10 episodes. Right. But then the, the episodes were just fucking full of this characterization of these kids. You know what I mean? Which is like, okay, cool. You know, these are like, they're all terminal kids that are just going to die in this place and all that stuff. And they're giving you their backstory. And the way they're giving their backstory is by these original stories they tell at the midnight club and this is how you learn about their past and stuff like that but that's all well and good if i gave a shit uh i like i really care uh, about yeah. that story in the back like I, like i said so, like all these stories and they're just all so fucking sad bro it's just such yeah. an emotional show yeah that there's yeah. no real there's no reward for that emotional stuff you go through yeah, like i'm so like damn like it- it is like I mentioned uh, during the impressions a while back. Uh, for a refresher, this is an anthology series, but it's within, like you said, it's within this central story of yeah. these kids telling these stories, mm-hmm. and that's that is the duration. It is much of the runtime for each of these episodes. Yeah, so like man. even like the last couple where it's like it should be winding up like the the well, main overall Paragon story, but instead. Yes. We're spending a lot of time in these final, like, in that same breath. On the other hand, some of those stories, okay, not all of them are great. Like, uh, some of them are outright the boring, some of them are outright, like, kind of slog and kind of like, eh, that was really weak. But then, then you get some, like, you get some ones with, like, some really good endings. And you're like, okay. Like, the one with, um, I forget his name, it's like Amesh, I believe, or, yeah. uh, yeah, I, I, with uh, Becky, right? With the the, uh, the game developer story, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, so that was cool. not only not only did I like him the most yes. uh, out of all these characters because he was a good actor. I, Agre- like, I so, agreed one hundred percent. Yeah. So I I think out of all the young actors, he stood out the most to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just you know, and then there's moments too where he's like failing to pick up his pen and stuff like that. You know. Yeah, he was and, like, he was really good. He was really yeah, good. I his, agree with his that. His story itself was also great because it comes with that ending that you don't expect, mm-hmm. and it, it hits you with that. Like you said, it hits you with that emotional bit where you're like, yes. oh, this is the Mike Flanagan. This is that that whole like when you want like you remember. Um, you remember uh, Midnight Mass, of where you know you get the you get the speech as spoiler dies, and it's like this real heady kind of moment. Yeah. And the way the way Amesh's story ends gives you that kind of it gave me that kind of same vibe. Where I was yeah. like, wow, I'm like, wow, I needed to sit after that. I'm like, this is that was a good one. And then at the same token, there's also the one with um, I, I I forget her name. It's been a while since I've seen this show. Like you, I can update finally, you. It's cool. I can fill in the blanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, the story about the highway, where she's like driving on the highway. Road to nowhere. Yeah. Yes. A Natsuki, right? Yes, exactly. Natsuki's story was also I really, really yes. liked it. I, I like that one too. Yeah. I because I, I like the twist ending. Yeah, when I, you realize that she was still in the garage, right? It, it's funny yes. too because like right in the beginning, like the beginning of that story, like me and my wife were watching, we're like, oh no, you know, she's trying to kill herself, right? And then she backs yes. into the garage, um, backs out of the garage, and I thought that was just like brilliant the way they did it because you're like, oh okay, she's not gonna kill herself, but then. And it turns out, hey, you've been here the entire time. Yes, um, yes. That was a cool story. That was that yeah, was a creepy story also, too. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, it had uh, the same dude who's been in Mike Flanagan's. All, the usuals, all, like, man. The yes, usuals, man. Yes, he's great, then, man. He was really good in this one too. Like, in just yes. the short moment that he's in, um, he was really good. Like yeah, I really liked the, that character he played. It's a good play on tension because, like, the whole time you're like, "Oh, what's wrong with them? Yeah. Are they going to do something to her?" But no, yes, and it exactly. turns into it turned into yeah. this really emotional thing. Yeah, and that's that's when it hits hard. It's when it turns that teen stuff into like genuine, good-hearted emotion instead of like instead of like the teen lessons where it's like, oh, "Okay, love, love yeah, everybody, and that's, love and, yourself." And, but you see, and, that's the unfortunate part because our protagonist in this show, Alanka, her character—that's that's the thing with her. 
You yeah, know, like me personally, she's, she's I, I did not kid. like her character. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like her character she... for somebody who's been a salutatorian and this smart, you know, person like, man, dude, you're annoying. She, you got yourself and the others into these wild situations without like first getting more informed about things like um, honestly, also like the acting of the um the acting itself of the actress you know the portrayal it's super like dramatic it lays it on super thick like the way she's acting her acting style has this very like amateur after school hbo Dude, special thing to it which i'm that like that was man that's the, I don't unfortunate, like that's the unfortunate thing about this cast too right because it's like we've talked about it before where it's like young talents you know we love seeing them we love seeing them flourish because it's like that means they'll be here for bigger projects in the future right mm-hmm. so and in here it's such a mixed bag it's unfortunate because like some of them are clearly much better than the others. Yeah, and then, and then some of them just aren't up to task. I can see right? a mesh appearing in a lot of other Flanagan projects, one hundred percent. And he just seems yeah. very versatile, um, especially in that last um, episode where like where his motor skills and his sight is starting to yeah. go, and there's just this shot of him talking, right? And he, I'm like, wow, this kid is good. Um, yeah. Yes. But, um, yes. That Kevin kid, too, Dusty slash Kevin. Um. Uh, um. And then, he was pretty decent as well, too. Actually, as the story went along. Yeah, I liked the and I liked his story. I liked the Dusty story. Oh, you know, it, yes, it turned yes. into it turned into like a season long thing. It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't always good, but like the in beginning terms of, of Dusty was like, "Ooh, I want to see this as a movie." That was yeah, that yeah. was hardcore, like serial killer kind of insane shit. So um, it was and a then, cool like, idea. Yeah. But then like it does slog down internally right like his narrative slows down on purpose because he doesn't want to finish the story right that's his whole thing and that's see so that's the thing too with like the the stories they tell and how it weaves into the narrative right like it doesn't it doesn't always mesh well no it doesn't you know at all because when you're thinking about it, you know, and you're thinking about the project as a whole, you're thinking about the story as a whole. Mm-hmm. It's like, do I do I blame the weaknesses of the story on like the kids telling it? Is it that kind of thing? Do I look at it that way? Or do I look at it as a production? Like as a oh, this was weak because it was a weak production, or mm-hmm. do I give it credit because they're supposed to be kids' stories? And that's that's what's tough, right? Like, it's just like it's a tough package to look yeah, at overall. But th- that being said, I think you're um being uh, maybe i'm giving a, it too much credit right yeah like, you're giving <laughs> it a little bit too much credit you're showing a little too much mercy like they right. curse up a storm in this fucking thing so so saying it's a kid thing like no oh, no like, no I, uh, i'm saying like in like, terms of like kid brain stories but you know, like, like even that like i don't I, yeah I that's i, I can't really go for that either because yeah. every like the nature of the show itself is death right, right? everyone in that show the majority of people we see on screen are dying like yes. internally they're dying in real life and they're telling these stories to kind of get their emotions out and all that stuff and and you know get their feelings out that being said there was a way to do that without just taking up the whole show with that you know yeah, like, it's like the, and, the majority of all these like episodes and, it's like 30 minutes per yes, story right yes because like every episode is about episode. 50 minutes yeah. or so so yes about yeah. 30 minutes or so are taken up with these personal stories in the midnight club which listen it's fine if that was the point of it if you were making 30 minute episodes right and the whole point was these kids who are are in this home terminally ill they just come here and tell stories i would have been cool with that yeah yeah i, I would have been cool with that apparently uh the christopher pike series each of the stories is one of the like the adaptations so okay. it's like so like the one of the books was road to nowhere okay. one of the other like so the titles of the books were the titles of the stories but at the same time like you're you're 100 percent right right it's like you you're also telling this overall story yes that thank we, you we get crumbs of with each episode and the, the one we, that the horror story of it all yes right? and when the we ghost finally story get behind the yes. all this other stuff like like we get like like you mentioned, we get these little crumbs sprinkled throughout the episodes. You know, Alanka seeing these ghosts. You know, and then they bring these shadows things up that you think are tied into the thing, but it's just you know, like it's, it's more weird. it's more Mike Flanagan in the head kind of ghost. Yeah, kind but of it's it's yeah, it doesn't mesh well, like you said, right? Like yeah. it, the way they flow in and out of this stuff, it doesn't mesh well because yeah. they just bring it right back to the Midnight Club stories and not the actual story of of Julia Jane and and the Paragon. And yes, stuff like that. and unfortunately, because of that, this is the first Mike Flanagan series where it doesn't end. You know, yeah. like there's there's no 
there's no ending. Yes, it quote unquote ends as like, you know, they, they kind of just stop telling the story. Yeah. But it's like, there's a cliffhanger. And it's like, oh, is there going to be a season two? But it's like, and, to and me, it's a poor it, it cliffhanger even, on top of that, right? Yeah, that's what I'm it's saying. A, it's like, a poor cliffhanger on top Perg- of that because the Pergon story doesn't resolve. You it know? doesn't and, resolve, and then like you're still left with these like you know these ideas of these of this old woman ghost and the old man, which we see at the end on the newspaper that they were the original owners of the of the house. Mm-hmm. But it's like. Hey, listen, like my wife had to pause that and rewind that just to see what was going on in that newspaper and to piece that together. Like you did a shitty job of continuing that ghost story because only you think about it. Only Alanka saw that ghost and Kevin saw that ghost. What was up with that? Like, yeah, and, the, and the Kevin whole was waking shadow, up in the basement, like the whole shadow being death kind of yeah. thing. It's like, oh, because it, uh, it was the only thing that what's her name saw before she died. Yeah, and it's like. It, 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 there's a lot of, uh, like you said, there's a lot of that metaphysical stuff that doesn't yeah. really doesn't really get explained, but it's also not really teased well enough either. Like compare Agreed. that to Mike Flanagan's other hauntings, where it's like you, we know full well this is either in their heads or this is a real thing mm-hmm. or a mix of both, but we have an idea of it, right? We know what's going on, and here it just ends, and people are like, oh, well, is there a season two? It's like, I don't nothing, want season two. Yeah, nothing about this screamed season two. No. I thought this was going to be it, but if that's it, this is, it's Honestly, definitely like the, the lowest ranks of like all of Flanagan's projects. Yeah, this is Flanagan's like, first dud, bro. Everybody gets one. Everybody does get one, but this was a huge one. This was, was a 10-hour dud, bro. This is a huge one. And My it God. sucks too, because 10 hours. Like I, it, like I said, like... There's so much of it that I do want to praise. I do like the Amesh story that he tells. I do like the Road to Nowhere story. Uh, I like Dusty. I even like the the future VHS tape thing. Oh, the Spence story, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I liked it enough until like the end, like it got to the climax of it all. But and like, that one that. Uh, th- that uh, Sandra told too, right? The black and white one was pretty cool too. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't bad. Like, but that's the thing. It's just when but you least, get when you get to anthologies, right? It's yes. like you can't you you can't yeah. really it. We'll we'll get into this in a second with anthologies, yeah. but like it's it's one of those things. It's like, do you give it? credit for like one or two standout stories when the rest of them are like not up to par you, you see like this would have been different i would have like been okay with a couple stories being eh if the overall story the real story were there right? for right yes the, the reason alanka even the went packaging. to the fucking house right if you would have liked the packaging <laughs> around it right yes yes, yes exactly yes. but because like the main the main tie to uh, to all this thing just fails because they just chose to focus on these other stories i think this is why i think this is a major reason why this one does not succeed in my opinion yeah i don't know yeah. what they were thinking because like i said like if you wanted to do this with the actual with the actual books and stories of pikes right you could have done it in 30 minute episodes you could have just you know told gathered the, today told like the, the short stories. society kind yes. of stuff right you know what i mean like yes. you, you just open up with them in the library again you know what i mean or them just gathering in the library going from their rooms downstairs to the library opening up with you know to those before to those after thing and then tell the story then you end it. That's it. Like if you wanted to do that, I would have been fine with that. I'd be like, okay, cool. This is geared more towards like a uh, um, a young teen kind of thing, right? Like a, right. a high schooler kind of preteen kind of thing. Um, so it maybe I'll let my daughter watch it because there's because the stories have a lot of examples of morality and all this stuff. So you know it's cool. They were decent, but when you're talking about the overall package, as we just mentioned, I'm, I'm very disappointed. Very, very, very disappointed. Very yeah, bad. Yeah, it's. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the weakest of Flanagan's offerings so far, and if you don't watch it, fine. If you do watch it, you'll at least see some good stuff here and there. But I it's... fuck that text. Go watch Midnight Mass, folks. Go watch yeah. that one. That's a good one. If you want to see what Mike Flanagan can actually accomplish if you give him his own originality back, you know, go watch Midnight Mass and go watch Hush, right? Um, he's done a lot of adaptations. Yes, we mentioned before he's good at it. This is why he keeps doing it. But, man, let's just... Hush, original, yeah, this, Midnight Mass, one of his original this, things. This one was rough. This one was rough. Um, yeah, go watch so, Doctor Sleep as well. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, so 
moving on with Netflix, moving on. right? Yes, and moving on with um, <laughs> the final uh, headliner of this triple feature and the last feature of the spooky season is Guillermo del Toro's Cabin of Curiosities, a new Netflix anthology series that just popped off this week. They released two episodes a day and this was really cool. I really enjoyed half the stories. <laughs> yeah, right. So, yeah. yes. So, uh Right off the bat, uh, spoiler-free review and all that stuff, uh, right off the bat, it is completely, uh, uh, in terms of anthologies and compared to the Midnight Club, it is a completely, it is actually an anthology mm-hmm. where each each episode is literally a different story. Mm-hmm. You get Guillermo del Toro, like, introducing each one, and kudos to him, right? I'm glad he's having the, like, you know, I'm glad he's finally getting that recognition as yes. an artist, as a Agreed. curator, as, like, a, a horror, like, a mind, you know, as like a, I can't wait to, I, I hope they make this an annual thing. I will say that straight off the bat. That too. would be dope. Like, That'd be super awesome, man. Yeah. Like yeah. give us, give us like multiple versions of this every year. Like, cause he's really on to something like, yeah. Uh, like I, you don't have to make it eight. You can make them like four to six. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Cause eight was a lot. Um, it was a lot. And, yeah. And as we saw throughout the quality of them, you know, uh, <laughs> they, really, you know I mean? they, they really dip as the week went on. And yeah. so before like getting into it, before, before all that, uh, the packaging itself, as we just talked about, Midnight Club, it's just Del Toro and his cabinet introducing each story and like saying a little, like he's pulling his full Rod Serling kind of thing, where he's mm-hmm. just like, "This is a, you know, what is fear? What is, you know, what is all this?" Yeah, and like, he, like he was doing his best hi- uh, um, Alfred Hi- um, Alfred Hitchcock as well. Yes, and he's right? like, you can "This is, tell. yeah." He's like, "This is the viewing. This is this directed by this," and it's like, you know, cool. Like he's just a charming dude, and it's a great. Way to start each story like you said getting into the stories themselves spoilers from here on out it is kind of like a stay away from it in terms of some episodes a tale of right? two cities pretty much right like the <laughs> like the first four episodes are way more watchable than the last four episodes that being said the last four episodes has this one called the viewing which honestly is is the best of the last four set that they were released and um it was the uh, by um Panos, I forget how to say his last name properly, but it's the gentleman who brought us Mandy. Um, yes, and you yes. can definitely tell, man. You can, you can immediately <laughs> you tell can as tell. soon as, as like it was funny. I was texting you while I was watching it. Yeah. I was like, I was like, which one is this? And then the and, synth, oh, synth. the synth music kicks <laughs> yeah. in. I was like, oh, it's the Mandy guy. Okay, yeah, like yeah. And the, um, and the visual style he has is grainy kind of shots. Um, this grainy filter he has on the camera looks great. But um, anyways, but yeah, it's um, there's eight of these stories. Um, and like I said before, they vary in uh in quality you know what i mean um and, and all of them seem to live in the realm of like a um a tales from the crypt adjacent right? right monsters yes. sci-fi and things that go bump in the night adjacent kind of stuff so in the first four are we going to break it down text you want to break it down like one by one and you want to mm, talk about them i don't know i kind of like i kind of just want to jump around to like the good ones right okay so, yeah because like, there's a couple that honestly off the bat we could just mention that the tales from the witch house and the murmuring were the two most boring ones out of the eight collection yeah um, and that's how it ends so the murmuring so, is uh by the director of baba duke and honestly i should and you feel it too known you text. feel it a uh, spoiler for that one it's all like it's all like a uh metaphysical it's thing where, too pretty much where, she, that where she's getting over you know the death of the death of their child yeah and, and at the end she's like let's talk about the child you know but it, so after pushing her husband away after he was just trying god damn it he was so just that trying. is that is something we can knock on uh, curiosities yeah. in general it's like oh you really should have shuffled these up a little better because like the final four are all like these Lovecraftian kind yeah. of like uh, also and, and not just the final four man like there's a lot of time period um uh, ones here that just happened to be in the same freaking time and in the same era like um the rats one for example with the grave robber pickman's model which was a lovecraftian one tales from the uh, the witch house obviously a, a lovecraft story as well the murmuring they were all like these like pre-50s pre-40s kind of things right like yeah um, and it's and, like that's that's fine but at the same but like, time but not yeah. even though man like honestly no i don't like that and if you were gonna do that as you mentioned before shuffle them a heck of a lot better yeah because 
because like everything a, just yeah. bleeds into one another, especially with the same accents and the same kind of clothes and the same time period looking stuff. It's like, hey, are we still the same universe here? Is this the same story? Yeah, like obviously that they were different, but they just felt so similar. Yeah, because you go right from the Lovecraftian one into the other Lovecraftian one with the witch house, and it's like, oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm not a big Victorian horror kind of guy. I don't yeah. seek that stuff out. I, I really don't like the the rosy language and stuff like that. So yeah. like, yeah, like, so, like I mean, personally, like I love the uh, um. Um, H.P. Lovecraft stuff. I love all that Lovecraftian stuff, but I wish like you don't always have to set it in that time, man. Yeah, like, and, like the story, the story itself with like Ben Barnes and Crispin Glover, it was fine. Like yeah. you know, like it was pretty neat. The painting, like I, I really liked that idea. And then like you get that brutal ending, you know, and like, yeah. but in terms of like the rest of it, I'm like, oh, this is really yeah. Like, and it's it, you don't slow. have to stick to the yeah. time either. Like yeah. it could have been a starving artist in New York City doing the same thing. Yeah. You know I mean, like, yeah. like there's um, there were just decisions made, right? That that show that not everyone was on the same kind of page. You know what I mean? Like that everyone was like, you know what? You can do what you want. Like I yeah, wish there were there was they no given them some parameters. Yeah, yes. yeah. Like like hey, was... you can do this story, but make it in the year two thousand. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Or, like, yeah, you're cool here, but but fucking put dinosaurs in or something. You was, know? <laughs> yes, it was clear with this collection that Del Toro reached out to like a bunch of horror directors and creators mm-hmm. and was like, "Give me a story." Yeah, give and me a story. So, mm-hmm. And they they provided, you know, and then you get some good ones. Like, uh, so we'll talk about the good ones. Uh, Lot eighty six. It starts out strong because it's just like oh sorry lot 36 (laughs) uh it starts out strong because it's just this regular kind of everyday kind of story with like a jerk you know and then there's a demon at the end it that's a perfect like anthology horror kind of story where it's like a doom ending demon demon design was cool and then it's followed up with the graveyard um of yes yes with like a giant rat made out of smaller rats and it's like a more kind of it's also like yeah it's a victorian era story but it feels like a a modern adventure kind of vibe yeah yeah it it was it, it was well done and it kept you in it I yeah. also um, attribute that to the actor himself, uh, the guy who played Masan. I thought he was great. Yeah. Uh, I thought he kept you in it, and his just emotions throughout he the was, whole thing was, he was just, just a very fun real. character. Yeah. He's just a fun yeah, scumbag kind of character to watch, yep. you know. And like, and then then you get the what was it? Then you get the autopsy dude, which is <sighs> like my the, favorite. Un- the unfortunate thing about the autopsy is that it comes so early in the package. Yeah. That, <laughs> You're like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm yes. This. <laughs> the the autopsy. F. Marie Abraham, it's such like a complete story. It has like an ending where you're like, damn. <laughs> yeah, it has fantastic, fantastic practical effects. Yes, the prosthetics just, used and in, in in, uh, for all the bodies were just absolutely amazing. And they and they knew it too because they did extreme close-up shots of him just cutting into the flesh and just right. showing they the practical. They knew what they had. They yeah. knew what they had. And it just looked so gorgeous. As a oh, horror dude, fan, I was just in like, heaven. And it's sci-fi horror too, so it's yes. like not yep. only that there's an interest, there's such an interesting hook because we're also learning about like the creature itself. We're learning about this alien and how it operates. Because in any other story, it talking through like the corpse of a dude would be yeah. like, oh, that's kind of hokey. It's getting yeah. out its grand plan, but like. That's part of the villain character. Yeah, it's part of the villain because it thought it was so smart. You know, yeah. like it, thought it, it was so genius um, uh, that you, it then, overlooked yes. the smallest things, right? And, and you see the design of it, and it kind of looks like a penis. So, like, yeah, dude, it's yeah. like it's a gnarly looking, slimy thing, man. Yeah, um, it's and like, like yeah. I just love how like that whole sequence is just like the alien just talking his smack, right? But all the while doing it like a freaking autopsy on itself, right? Because it knows all about the human anatomy. Yeah, and stuff. like it's uh, you know, such, and, a, it's and such then, um, a cool like hook, and then man. Um, yeah. um, F. Murray um, Abraham as the uh, as a mortician, knowing what his fate is, and knowing that like the thing we can't let it leave, you know, we can't let it get out of this fucking location, which is very cool. Um, and um, I, it was just so awesome. Um, but like you said. It peaked at that, man. Yeah, <laughs> like at number three with sucks, five to go. <laughs> what sucks is that it's so good that everything else after that is kind of like it, it's already being compared to that, which is un- it's unfair, but also that's the nature of anthologies, right? That's so, it, man. Yeah. Like following that, we get the outside, which is not bad. I also really like this one compared yeah. to like. 
because it's so different from everything else. Agree. It's definitely um, it's definitely that um, it's the first slow burn of the whole series. Yeah. Um, because everything like there's there's so much stuff going on, even in lot thirty six, which is a little slower than the fast paced action. But there's always these like you know things yeah, popping it, up. It's thirty six. Te- like it's in thirty six. It's teasing the witch. You stuff, know off like, the bat that shit's going yeah. on because when yeah. the guy dies in the beginning and stuff, you know, and he's chopping off these heads and like of the of the of the animals and he's a butcher so you know some interesting stuff is going on but this one legit you had to stick with it for for a while and um um i'm, I'm glad i did uh, stick with it um the ending was awesome it had this um flow glow lotion kind of thing do like a a stuff adjacent thing right well, yeah. when i was looking at this i'm like this reminds me of the stuff it's yeah, so it's, great it's really cool because it's like yeah. it's otherworldly stuff so yes. it's like you don't know if it's demonic or it's alien mm-hmm. it's just like it's otherworldly and like you don't really need it explained. It's just the whole time you're like, yeah, this is weird. Something weird's going on. Dan yeah. Stevens is there talking to her directly and like about the know. flow glow. <laughs> <laughs> but then you get the final reveal of her peeling it off and becoming like a a, a different person. Yeah, and, and then you get that ending shot where she's just kind of making all these faces towards the camera and the kills. And, don't, don't forget the kills we get right. Like yes. she stabs her husband with a scalpel and then she freaking axes them in the back several times, which and is awesome. And it's a funny kill, which is weird, yeah. right? It's so yep. like because that's just the tone of the the story itself. It's yeah. kind of like this weird dance of like lighter, dark comedy kind of stuff. But like it, it's a good story. And then that's where you know that's the end of four. And then after that, it's like, well, okay, then <laughs> well, it's not from there until you get to the vanishing. It I mean, really, the viewing. Yeah, it really is until you get to the viewing and the. It sucks too because the viewing is so much more higher quality than everything else in those last four. Yeah, man. It's, yeah, it feels like a full-on movie compared to the other ones too. Like, and, and then there's like an alien in that too. Like, it's yeah, uh, and, 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 and then face melting. Right, yeah. everyone's face is freaking melting. They're doing a shitload of drugs. They're all there's high. Their faces explosion. melting. Yeah, because like, it's just, like. It was great. There's so much, like, it's a very, 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 very slow burn. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're watching it, there's so much tension in it. Because you're yes. like, you're like, why the drugs? Why is, why is Peter mm-hmm. Weller refusing the weed? Why is yeah. he, you know, but why is he using the space cocaine? And why is he, you know, it's, there's so many weird little things of like, is he doing this to like, get them ready for like something else? And kind of, we don't, we don't really don't get the answer, but yeah. at that point, it doesn't matter, right? <laughs> like it, when we get to the end, it really doesn't matter. It's, it's a slow burn that absolutely pays off. So top three out of this, Arturo, what, what are you thinking? Um, for me, it's autopsy. I'm thinking outside, probably part two. And then actually, no, the viewing and then outside. So like, yeah, so mine, I think, uh, um, um, autopsy, the viewing and, uh, uh, lot 36 for me um, is the third one. I just really like the whole like occult stuff going on. And, and, and then, you know, the gnarly visuals with the, you know, uh, at the end when you find that temple and stuff, you see that whole thing freaking crucified. And you know, it was just really cool and and really impactful since it was the first episode. And, and it kind of yeah, set the tone. Set the, yeah, it sets you, you know up I mean? for some good it stuff. Set the tone. Yeah. So I was like, yo, this is going to be dope, you know? And then you get through them. But then like after, you know, you know, after you get to the first four, you begin to see the decline because I think it's what it's Pikmin's uh, model after that, and then you get um, a witch house viewing, and then the murmuring. You know, and then three of those four, like I mentioned before, they kind of re- they kind of live in the God, same universe. It's, it's a shame that it ends on the murmuring because I get yeah. like I get that that's some people's idea of like good horror. But it's not and, mine. You know what? But it's that's okay, mine. but don't end it with that one. If they yeah. ended with Autopsy, bro, we would have been like, yo, it, it took us a while to get here, but we got here, you know? Um, <sighs> I wish the murmuring would have been mixed with the release of Autopsy, maybe, being that one was so, you know, um, not as, to me, impactful as the other, yeah, you know? Yeah, because, like, y- you get, like, especially following the viewing, too. With, like, the viewing, you get a full monster. You get the viewing cool- should have been the last one, if anything. It should have flip-flopped uh, positions, right? Seven should have been uh, the murmuring, and then the viewing should have been the last one. Because out of all those four, the viewing was just, uh, I keep saying it, the quality of it and, and the narrative of it is just so far and, beyond. And that's the thing. If you're looking for uh, ones to check out, you, you you don't have to watch the whole thing, which is great. 
you really don't have to see all yeah, the you cabinet. Don't. You you can watch you can watch Lot Thirty Six. You can watch Autopsy, the viewing outside, and you'll be just fine. Just skip around, mm-hmm. skip the other ones. If you're curious, I would say Pikmin maybe like yeah. as like a as a potential fifth one if you're still wanting to watch the yeah, rest like, of them. Yeah, like if you are going to watch one of the uh, one of the Lovecraftian Victorian stuff, right. that one's the one to watch. Yeah, um, because I just think it's like the imagery is so intense in that one um, with all the monsters you see, and then and, that, uh, that, and that thing Barnes in the carriage. Good. Yeah, you know? yeah, Ben yeah. Barnes is good himself. Yeah, Ben and, Barnes is good, and so is Crispin Glover. You know, he does yeah. his, his Crispin thing. That guy, yeah, is, he's, he's still a real does good, his Crispin he's a, Glover thing. A wild good, Mr. Willard, right? <laughs> he's a he's a real good weirdo. And, yeah, yeah, and, folks. So like we said, like um this has it's good stuff and it has um it's it's not so good stuff. Um none of them are really bad. I think the weakest one, like the murmuring in and itself as a story and as an actual like narrative, I get it. But in terms of the worst one, I think the house of the uh, uh, the witch house one is Yeah, um, the witch house is definitely the worst one. Yeah, yeah. It, um in terms of just uh, thinking about it now, not in terms of pacing and action, but just overall package, I think the murmuring because of um of who did it and the Baba Duke stuff, like I understood it being that way. Um, as, and, it, as, and it also it, it also tells its story. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. As, it tells as much the story. As, as much as yeah. you or I don't like it, and yeah. we will hammer home the fact that we don't like it. I will defend that. You know, I will be yeah, like, no, absolutely. Especially it, putting it eighth and yeah. last. I think it was the mistake. That, that it wouldn't have been so yeah, hard that, on it like that. It wasn't the time for metaphorical horror. Like oh. that really wasn't. You don't. No, end, after we, you don't end no. a package like this on metaphorical yes, after, horror, especially after viewing, yes. because like your eyes are kind of burnt out after viewing, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess this is, I guess that's why they gave you murmuring, right? Yeah. But, but, um, but yeah, folks, like Tech said, um, you're able to watch this thing without having to watch it in order. That's yeah, the true meaning of a anthology. true anthology. Yeah. It's not like a Midnight Club where you have to watch it in order because there's a there's a bigger story on there, but we went in through that. But um, but yeah, this one you can pick and choose whichever ones you want. If you, if you're fans of the Baba Duke, go watch the Murmuring on number eight. If you're if you're fans of 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 alien stuff, go watch the visiting. I mean, the, uh, the viewing. If you're fans of just outright like, if you're fans of the autopsy of Jane Doe, go watch the autopsy. There's a little bit for everyone in this thing, right? Yeah, I guess this is that's why also it's so fair. Yeah, I guess this is why it's uh, it works, right? Yeah. If you don't and, like this one, go back to that one. You know. Yeah, I, that's why I hope it's. An annual thing because I would like to see like more more creators taking this on, you know. And it showcases talent, man. Yeah, it showcases talent. Like we were we were saying, yo, we got to keep an eye on the dude who did dumb. Yeah, it, it was so right? funny because he also did the Empty Man, which is a movie I tried watching and I just did not did not feel was not feeling it. I'd uh, never even heard of that one, but yeah, I'm not watching it based off of what you told me. Today, yeah, so. <laughs> I, yeah. Full spoilers uh, on the Empty Man. I guess we'll just throw that one in there if you haven't seen it or like. <laughs> I think it's like he it turns out he's the empty man. It's one of those you know, where it's like oh. he's like, oh, I don't exist. Like he finds out that he doesn't exist. It's etc. This was way better, probably. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> just watch Autopsy. You'll be fine. Yeah, and, but yeah, folks, we are going to um, keep an eye on him from now on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so go watch um, the Cabinet of Curiosities. Um, there's uh, something for everyone in there. Avoid Midnight Club. Avoid um, Pray for the Devil. <laughs> think about Pray for the Devil. Go watch some other stuff. There's a bunch of stuff out there to watch. You, you know what? Yeah, hope go you had a good Halloween. Treehouse of Horror. Yeah. Um, that yeah. was actually a real, a real, real treat um, this spooky season. And after the disappointing, you know, horror that we've gotten in the last uh, several months, the the Treehouse are really kind of lifted my spirits up a little bit. It's like, huh, you see, it can be done. You know, you yeah. can put some good shit out. You know, and that being said, folks, this has been episode one twenty nine of the Morgue, an official course feed podcast i am arturo padilla the guy behind the face and with me always is mr nick valdez big shout out to del virus for the out for the artwork big shout out for mr glenn morowski for the music big shout out to you guys for listening we love you guys um and we see you guys listening we know you guys listen to all the back catalog we have 128 of these things for you guys and you can find them anywhere that you can find any of your podcasts apple spotify soundcloud amazon um and all the other um podcast streamers out there and again, folks, you can find us on YouTube, on Twitch, on Facebook Live, on Twitter Live. You can see this show live every Thursday at 420. And once again, folks, thank you so much. And remember, it's a scary world out there, but we're here to walk you through it. <laughs>